0: admit it and agree that virtual dating can be daunting, exhausting and frustrating experience. And you're scrolling through like 100 profiles to find that special someone that captures your eye. And it's like a slot machine, right? And you suddenly stop at that one picture that might captivate you amongst the blur of faces. And it's only then that you start reading the profile to see if it's someone that you would consider taking that next step with. And you then may have this like string of bad interview-like dates. You've all been through it, leaving you with this feeling that there are just no good men are no good women out there. I hear this all the time from y'all. And as I always say, your dating portfolio is like your financial portfolio. You need to diversify as much as possible in order to get results. And virtual dating is just another way to meet people, just like meeting people in a coffee shop with a matchmaker or setting you know, being set up by a friend. And the more you put yourself out there, you are raising your chances for success statistically. And the most valuable thing that online dating offers, in my opinion, is that it gives you the potential to meet many new people in one portal. We are in the process of redefining how we date right now. And I'm I'm hearing this from a lot of you, you know, and the way we communicate, the way we fall in love, And navigating the modern dating world isn't easy. And as a therapist, I've noticed that there's some like new diagnoses popping up and I'm just gonna call it out. Like dating fatigue is real, dating disappointment, dating anxiety, and how to progress. And it's the sting of rejection. Even the most confident daters are not immune to this negative impact that dating has. And really your emotional well-being. And for those of you who struggle with self-worth, These effects can be particularly harmful because you might rely on each click, each like as a dopamine hit for your self-worth. So this is where like navigating all this stuff gets really important. And here's the thing on the flip side, we've seen really positive trends online and modern dating trends have also had a big impact on courtship. Now, what's interesting is that modern dating technology has sped up the ability to be introduced to people, and what the pandemic did in a positive way, in my opinion, is that it paradoxically has caused everyone to slow down. So this is really interesting and really learn to pay attention to the things that often used to get overlooked and ignored. So from an empowering perspective, using virtual dating as a tool can be an amazing experience, and you can have control of changing some tangible things and getting different results. So those of you who know my outside-in approach with being an image consultant, so I have these endless stories of how changing just the way that people market themselves, I just did a TEDx talk on this, with their pictures and profiles and on dates allowed them to either get to the dates and meet that partner. There was a man who had just taken my class. It was um, a dating after 40 co-ed program, and he could not get a date to save his life. And he was this amazing guy, but no one was giving him a chance. And online dating was just awful for him. And when I looked at his pictures, I saw why. (laughs) He, like, okay, the pictures were not great. The The written part of his profile was really, really like sporadic. There was a lot of grammar errors. Um, he was a great guy and he had a ton to offer, but he was advertising himself like, you know, <laughs> not in a good way. I'll just put it to you that way. And it just wasn't congruent with who he was and honestly like he read kind of scary and after doing a virtual makeover with him and getting him better dating style new pictures a better written profile with proper grammar and teaching him how to like slide into dms and having good conversations he started getting a ton of action And it was so sweet because after coaching and doing some more stuff with him and being in my class, he wrote me this. He said, my inbox is full of likes and chats. I have good choices across what I think is my wheelhouse for the first time. None of the other money I spent paid off like this extreme value that I got for you in your classes. Even X's are hitting me up. This would just be a train wreck wreck without your help. I thought it was so sweet. I wanted to read that to you because it was like such a simple tweak and it was a domino effect into his like sexy confidence and dating confidence. And he really started growing from that. So the reality is, is that there are great people everywhere, but you do have to know how to date smarter on the dating sites, break bad habits and learn about the latest modern dating trends so that you can navigate them into healthy, successful relationships without falling into the trap of the wear and tear of dating fatigue and the anxiety, as I talked about, and that'll get you the best results. So to help me talk more on this matter, I brought in the big guns to tackle some key questions and strategies on navigating online and dating trends. He is the relationship expert and head of global communications at the dating app. You might have heard of it, Okay, Cupid. And one of the world's largest dating apps, where he leads PR programming in the U.S. and for countries across Europe, the Middle East. Um, He was previously a product communication manager at LinkedIn. He's been interviewed at CBS, CNN, NBC, NPR, New York Times, now the Charisma Quotient. (laughs) Welcome, Michael Kay. Hey, Michael.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And I have a feeling this is going to be my favorite interview.
0: Oh my God, are you kidding me? Above like CBS and, and then Well, let's let's do it. I'm yeah. I'm up for it.
1: <laughs> let's dive right in.
0: I know. I know. Well, first of all, I'm like just fascinated about your role and like just what you do. I would love just to hear more about you and how you got into it and like what you exactly do for OKCupid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I work in communications and PR and I spend most of my career on the agency side working probably on every product that y'all have used, all you listeners. And in spring of 2019, I got a DM on LinkedIn from our head of marketing at OKCupid. And she slid right into my DMs and asked if I would be open to having a conversation with her about a role that was opening up on her team. And nearly three and a half years later, I'm still here and have been able to help grow the brand internationally. And it's been... Really exciting and rewarding to be able to talk about something so personal and lighthearted as dating and relationships during a re- really turbulent last couple of years.
0: I know, like, you came in at a really interesting time. What, I, I mean, what got you even interested in this role? Like, what, what's your kind of backstory?
1: Yeah, so I did not know about OKCupid okay prior because I had been in a relationship for so long before joining before joining the team here. And when I started to do some research about the brand and what they stood for, I completely fell in love with OKCupid. Okay they were the first major dating app to expand gender and orientation options, the first to release a pronouns feature. So they've done so much for the LGBTQ plus community since they launched nearly 20 years ago. So they've really been pioneers in inclusivity when it comes to dating apps. And mm. that was something that was really important to me. And it was nice to be able to talk about fun, sexy things like dating and relationships, but to also be able to support our nonprofit partners, which for OKCupid, okay, those are organizations like Planned Parenthood and GLAD and the human rights campaign and ACLU. So it's a really nice balance, my day to day, I think.
0: Yeah, no, it's really cool. Like when you first entered, were there any surprises, you know? Cause I mean you came in a really like you said, an interesting time in terms of what you were seeing in ways of like trends or even like challenges.
1: Yeah. Well, what was surprising to me is learning all about OkCupid's questions. Again, I had not been on the app before joining and I didn't realize that OkCupid has thousands of in-app questions and it's a very data-driven company. So that's actually how we match people on what matters to them. So the more questions you answer, the more compatible your matches become. And you know every user that you're shown on the platform has a match percentage that tells you how much in common you have with the person and i would say the biggest surprises that i've seen come from responses to those questions so i don't actually see that you know so and so in la answers this way but i do see the number of people who are answering a question category um and i get to look at you know, those responses and segmented in so many different ways. So I can see how men and women and non-binary people answer or people in LA versus New York or how people are answering questions in 2022 compared to 2012. So that's really interesting. Um, And that's really how I uncover trends that I'm seeing on the platform. And, you know, one of those trends we've seen recently is around mental health and therapy and how open people are being on the platform, specifically men that actually really shocked me.
0: That, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing that too, just with more men kind of, you know, wanting help lately, you know, and, and with all of that. And I, I like, like I was saying before, there's always like beautiful things that come out of chaos and <laughs> mm-hmm. adversity. Right. And I think there are some things like that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, in terms of the trends, have you seen after actually over the last three years, like the trends change? I'd love to hear just kind of what you're seeing on the back end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned our questions a lot. So we can actually see what the most popular questions are year over year. When I joined in 2019, I started to look back at 2017, 2018. I wanted to get a sense of what was top of mind for daters in the U S but really all around the world as well. And the questions that people were answering the most were very lighthearted, uh, kind of fun, nothing really of substance. So it was more about, I don't know, like, coffee dates and how you, like, if that's a a date that you prefer, or do you like cuddling or what kind of movies you like or music? And there's been a huge shift over the past couple of years. We've seen about 15 million responses to our questions about climate change and the environment now. Mm. Um, A lot of the most popular questions on our app are around politics and voting and Um, cultural, social, and political issues that we're seeing in the world. People are uh, matching with other people who believe Black Lives Matter, who um, support the transgender movement. Um, So people are now matching on, I think, uh, really deeper, more meaningful topics than they were five, 10 years ago.
0: It's almost like the, I call it the pendulum effect, you know, sometimes like when you're over here and things I think were trending, very superficial, right? Like it was becoming mm-hmm. so transactional before oh, the oh. pandemic, right? And people weren't giving anyone chances and that like, like you said, it was more surfacy. Mm-hmm. But I also am seeing, and to your point, it going all the way to the other side where now it's becoming like big stuff, <laughs> what do you see in a relationship? Where do you want your life to look like, you know, in a partnership and the global stuff and the social. And, and I'm almost seeing like a negative impact in that way too, because now I think like people can fall too much into the heavy stuff with, without like, you know, really being light and just getting to know someone and connecting. So I wonder like if you've seen any of that too.
1: Yeah. So I think that with the, you know, the heavier um, more serious, potentially darker conversations. Yeah, <laughs> I think people first want to make sure they're aligned on those issues before meeting up. So I don't think they're matching uh, and only answering those types of questions and only having those types of conversations. But I do think that when they're swiping on their apps, they want to see someone who also votes, who supports BLM, um, or you know whatever their issue. Um, whatever the issue that they're most passionate is, that they're aligned on those things before they're willing to go meet up with someone. And I think once they get to the date part, which obviously we're not there for, but I would assume that it's a bit lighter and more fun. But if you think about what we went through the past couple of years, specifically because of the pandemic, we had been locked down for so long and it was really dangerous and kind of scary to meet up with people in person. So I think people became more strict with who they were willing to date because they thought, oh my God, if I'm gonna risk going outside, I need to make sure this is like, I'm not wasting my time here. And it has to be someone with someone that I'm really, really compatible with. And I think that mindset really continued even as lockdown restrictions eased and the vaccine was rolled out and where I think almost nearly back to normal. um, as we have been in the last couple of years, but I think people are are now just a little bit more serious with who mm-hmm. they're willing to meet up with. And I think, you know, I think the dates are pretty similar. They're probably just as fun, just as lighthearted, but there's more guidelines to who they're willing to meet up with.
0: Yeah, no, completely. I just feel like we're in a state of recalibration with all of Mm -hmm. it. I I equate it to, you know, like if you've been in, it almost feels like we were in jail, you know, for a long time. And then you get out to the real world. And what I saw too is like, it was like girls gone wild and boys be bad for a little bit. And then, you know, and then now everyone's trying to figure it out. And, have a balance between you know going out who they're going to meet how often do they go online because there was a burnout that happened also online that and that I don't know if you saw that too there was like a dip and now i think people are like you said kind of trying to balance it all it, it's it's so interesting because um there was this thing that and, and and this is a trend that i've been hearing about hardballing have you heard this i have not yeah. I just did an article. Well, I was interviewed for an article in the Huffington Post about it because it was really kind of coming out of this notion that people don't want to waste time. So mm-hmm. they they would go on dates and they would hardball the other person. So to your point, they don't want to waste time. And so while that I think is good because we are being more intentional and in who we want to spend time with and meet, the the date got less sexy. <laughs> You know, it's like, what are you looking for in a relationship? And it would like hardball people. And especially for women, this has been really like tough, you know, because then they lose their sense of just connecting and femininity and, you know, that kind of thing. And then guys are just like, I don't know what I'm looking for, you know? So it, it's been a lot of um, dips and curves and turns and everything. Um, have you seen... Um, yeah, go on ahead.
1: The note, actually. I... Just that's one thing that I love about OkCupid. Okay yeah. Um, we have more robust profiles than some other dating apps. So if, mm. you know, these are things that are, are um, important to you. And I'll just take a step back. There's a dating app for everyone, no matter what you're looking for. And I think every dating app serves a different purpose and brings in daters with specific intent. So there are dating apps where if you are looking for just some fun on a Saturday night, that's the app for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Own it, love it. We we respect that. Um, because of the way our product is designed, it takes you a little bit longer to start seeing someone. And we bring in higher intent daters. And our profiles are more robust. You have to answer at least 15 of our questions. You have to fill out all these prompts. So to your point, like we don't want the date to be less sexy or fun. So we make sure that when you see a profile, we're getting all of that out of the way from the get-go. You can see all of that and you don't have to chat about it on the first date because you already know how they feel about X, Y, and Z.
0: That is such a good point too, and and that's what I tell my clients because a lot of them were getting so scared, you know, to use. And this this is what I hear a lot too. They're scared to use online dating because of scammers and all these things that are happening. I, is there any advice that you could give, you know, people who are scared to to be online? Because I I get that a lot, and I really try to assure that you know i always joke i'm like you realize that scammers are at the coffee shop too like it's not just online <laughs> you know
1: no absolutely there's right. bad actors everywhere in yeah. person online um but i'm glad this question came up because i i do think besides scammers and there's bots there's and and it's everywhere it's on your social media totally. sites it's on your dating apps I have a few tips for people when they're when they're on their dating profiles or when they're swiping and matching with people. Look at the person's photo. If they're all professional shots or they look too perfect, that could be a red flag to me. It reads very much like I took these off Google images or Getty images. I might not be who I'm portraying. Um, Also read everything they write on their profile and in their messages. Are there a lot of grammatical errors? Are there a lot of spelling mistakes? That could be a red flag also that you might not be dealing with who you're expecting to be dealing with. Um, Also look at if they're avoiding linking to their Instagram or their Facebook or their LinkedIn or their TikTok, basically they don't want to show you the rest of their digital footprint, that is a red flag as well. So those are things I always say to look out for, but at OkCupid, we also always direct our users, just our safety guidelines to warn a possible scam. So we let people know you should never be sending money or sharing financial Ugh. information on a dating app. You shouldn't be doing that anywhere with anybody. Um, you should always be protecting your personal information. Again, on a dating app, on your social media apps, don't be sharing your address or any personal information like that, especially with people you don't know yet. Um, mm. And then we also make it really easy to report all suspicious And offensive behavior on our app. We want to make sure that everyone feels safe and welcome when they're on OkCupid. So you can report everything from a message, like a specific thing that someone said to you, to a photo, to multiple photos, or an entire profile. If you're like, this is just one big walking red flag, like we make it really easy to report bad behavior.
0: That is so, so helpful. I, I've had a lot of clients, like, unfortunately, get into some scamming situations. And it also takes, I think, practice. You know, if you've never mm-hmm. done it before, yeah. once you start seeing the patterns of those people, then you're like, oh, there there it is again, you know? Um, well, on the flip side, do you have any tips around what makes a good profile, like the ones that get a lot of traction and seems to, like, kind of move?
1: Yes. Um Quite a few because this is what I'm doing every single week. And I think it's the most fun part of my job. First of all, the biggest thing is like, I don't know what to write. And it's a lot of pressure. And we don't have to put that pressure on ourselves. So ask your friends for help. We're always asking our friends about our, you know, should I upload this photo to Facebook? What do you think about this Instagram caption? So you should recruit those people for creating your dating app profile as well. Another thing is, always make sure that you're being positive with everything you write on your profile prompts. I am always on my friends' OkCupid okay or their Hinge profiles or their Tinder profiles, and I'm helping them swipe. And the biggest turnoff I see is someone saying swipe left if. So, oh, I, I thank you. It drives me nuts. So <laughs> oh I always tell God. people- Wait, wait. Okay, how yeah.
0: about this one? This is my client was like- um. I don't want any drama queens. Don't don't contact me if you're X, Y, and Z. Like ah, like the worst.
1: <laughs> They're bringing the drama.
0: Exactly.
1: Um. So I, the way I like to think about it is, you should be focusing on your deal. Uh, instead of focusing on your deal breakers, highlight your deal makers. Yeah. So think about what makes you swipe right on someone. Why do you want someone to swipe right on you? That's what you should really be shining a light on and um, also make sure that everything that you're putting on your profile from photos to anything you're writing in, it needs to serve a purpose. Um, And it should be a conversation starter. And let's be honest. We know that in general guys need a little bit more help with this. Um, So I recommend everyone put lists on their profile. So what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. when you're filling out your prompts or your summary section. Write lists of things: books that you want to read, um, songs that are on your Spotify playlist, vacations that you still want to go on. This gives people who are looking at your profile something to react and respond to, and it makes it ten times easier.
0: Ten times easier. Actually, I was just with a client I was talking to off air and um, doing a VIP, and we we set up her profile, and to your point. Um, I had her write, like, the kind of dish she likes to cook. I said, because the more specific you get, the better it is because they can ask you about it. And sure enough, her first DM was, oh, so when do I get to taste that chili stew? I'm like, yes, see, that's, that's the best kind. And what I love about OkCupid too, is I think you mentioned this in the beginning, like there's, you have much more room to like expand on some of that stuff versus some of those like quicker apps. And I, I know that a lot of my clients really appreciate that piece because, you know, especially if you're dating over 40, like that's kind of more how, we work and we talk and you know, the long form. So I, I know that that has been really helpful with okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also like, don't get overwhelmed. Like you might not have to like completely overhaul your profile. It could be minor tweaks. So a couple months ago, I, I was sitting with one of my girlfriends and she had her dating app up and she was like, can you look at my photos? Can you look at my proms? Like, I'm not getting a lot of messages. Mm. And I looked at her prompts and I read all of them. And I think one of them, I, I think she was on Hinge. And it was something about my last meal would be. And she simply put, Penny Alavaka. Great. I love that too. Um, but I was like, okay, can we tweak this a little bit and end it with another question? So you're answering a question, but pose yes. another question to people that are looking at your profile. And I recommended we change it to, bonus or like something along the lines of like, let me know what your recommendation is for the best alabaca in Manhattan, where she lives. And we changed her profile prompt. And over the next week, week and a half, she got flooded with messages and they were all from guys responding to that question.
0: Ah, I love it. No, that is so good. And, and it, You're speaking to like that conversation piece, which is so important, both in the DMs and in the profile, because that's another mistake that I see people make is they'll just like answer the question that that person like throws out at them. How was your day? It was good like the worst, right? Like, and to always ask a question after and get really specific. So that tip is gold. I love, love all these tips. Do you, um? do you, on the other side, do you see like mistakes that people make that just like kill the interaction?
1: Yeah, we've seen that opening messages like, hi, hey, hello, have the highest rate of being ignored. So we actually started to ask our daters what they felt the best icebreaker is. Um, And from the responses, which just so everyone knows, these aren't like five, 10, 15 people answering. There was about four and a half million people who answered this question about wow. their favorite deal uh, icebreaker. So it's definitely a- advice that you should take seriously. 30% of people said they want someone to open up with a simple introduction of someone telling them a little bit about themselves. So something of a little, you know, of substance, not just a mm-hmm. hey, what's up? Um, an additional 30% actually liked if someone opened with asking a question. Yeah. Um, 21% of people enjoyed someone telling a joke. This is a little like, do it at your own risk. Cause you have to make sure that you're, you have similar humor that, uh, to the other person. And then 18% of people, um, preferred that someone mentioned something that they saw on their profile.
0: I, oh my God, I love this data because this is what I'm teaching people. And it's so good to hear the data that backs it up. There was a woman I was going into her profile because I go into people's profiles mm-hmm. and I see the exchange and she's been so frustrated because she gets no responses. And literally in every single DM, she said, hey, how are you? How's your day? I, oh my God. Like, no wonder you're not getting responses. And we literally had to play a little de Bergiac with her and just like help her craft some like specific things. Because I like to teach that too. Like look at the profile, look at the pictures and just kind of ask yourself, what are you curious about this person? And ask a question based on what they're giving you, because that is more connected than these kind of like generalized questions or even like canned ones. Like I think you're right to the point of the humor thing. You got to be careful of that because and then some people, like, copy and paste the same joke into every single DM, right? You could just, like, kind yeah. tell. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so um, would you say that there's different trends for different age groups? Like, that's what I was also wondering about.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so one thing we're seeing amongst our youngest daters, which happen to be Gen Z on OKCupid, mm-hmm. is that they're actually more interested in building an emotional connection with someone before a physical one. So we're actually seeing amongst the youngest cohort of daters on OkCupid that they're not jumping into bed with someone, which again, That is not to shame anyone's dating habits. There's nothing wrong with that. But Gen Z is taking their time more so than millennials um, and, and Gen X. So they're taking a moment to say, hey, let's make sure that we're compatible. Let's have a conversation. Let's spend some time together and get to really know each other before we start hooking up and taking this to a physical space. And I actually thought, That that was really interesting because when you think about it, these are college students. They are people in their early 20s. And we think of people in that age group as having a very different kind of behavior. So that was another, you know, interesting learning that we found over the last few months.
0: That's really interesting. And I can even see that in my sons. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, and that's the beautiful part, I think, of this generation because they are talking more. And and even after COVID, I don't know, did you see, to me, I saw it in my clients where people are starting to build more emotional connections before they just like run and meet somebody.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, like we, we, we've gone through hell the last <laughs> three years. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like people are like, I don't want to go through any huge global historic moment again by myself and I want to make sure that whoever is by my side in whatever comes out in the future that it's it's someone of substance it's someone who I can really lean on for emotional mental support
0: yeah did you see any like gender differences between men and women and the way they like use the profiles what they're getting attracted to like that would be
1: interesting to hear about too Okay, for any listeners out there, we did not have a conversation prior, and Kim is teeing me up for all the trends that we are seeing. Um, So one thing we saw amongst the genders, which I thought was fascinating, is that during the pandemic women started sending more first messages to people than they ever were before. And we really saw females on our app just taking complete control of their dating lives and saying, screw this. I am not waiting for a guy to message me. I am going to send the first message. And guess what? It's really paying off for them because we're seeing that conversations started by women on our app go A lot longer than conversations started by men.
0: That is really, really interesting. Oh my god! I hope you listening, ladies, like take note on that because it goes against also like what we've been taught. You know Mm -hmm. that you know traditionally, and within that, have you narrowed it down to like certain age groups, or are you seeing that across the board with women, like even over forty and fifty?
1: It was it was across the board for for women.
0: Wow. That is super cool. Okay. So for anyone out there, cause I know that there's a lot of fear in just getting started. I just saw that with my client that I was with. She was so like, it t- literally took her nine months to create a profile. Are there, is there any advice that you could give, especially around OkCupid and how like someone could just get started and the mindset that they can have around it?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a step back real quick. Um, for anyone who's nervous or feels awkward about online dating or is really questioning if this even works um you know maybe i can just meet someone in person and i'm not saying you can't but at okcupid i work really closely with data scientists and behavioral psychologists and dating coaches and sociologists and what we hear again and again is that dating apps work because people used to meet at places like churches or temples but people aren't going to gathering places like that as much anymore. Right. Um, and if we look at our our own users, we've seen that about three million people on our app said they came here because they know a couple who got married, um, a couple who got married after meeting online. So dating apps are really the future. I mean, we're about to experience the first generation that is born mostly to people who met on online. And I think that's super interesting. Um, wow. But if you're, if you're nervous, I would just say, um, ask your friends for help. Like that makes me more comfortable mm-hmm. um, doing this together. Not everything has to be on your own. You have to make the final decision and take some, you know, own ability when it comes to who you're actually meeting up with. But sit with friends, sit with your girlfriends your siblings or whoever, coworkers um, and make a profile together, ask what they think about different users um, and just have fun with it. Dating should be fun, but it's also like a lot of work. So if you're not in the mindset to be dating, take a break, don't do it right now because you have to go into this with really positive thoughts and be willing to spend time doing it. You're not going to open up a profile and swipe on five people and meet the love of your life instantly. It is work.
0: Yeah. And I want to mention that too, because, or on that, because a lot of people get so focused on, I'm going to go online and I'm going to find my soulmate. And that's like, really high expectations. And that's why I think a lot of people get paralyzed because they're thinking way too ahead of things. But if you go online with the notion of, hey, this is a party online. I'm going to just go in and have some conversations and meet people. And this is a great portal to do that. It can actually be fun. And that's what I've been really teaching a lot of my clients. And in fact, I say, you know, just Start practicing flirting and having DM exchanges because you never know where that can lead and try not to get ahead of it because I think that's what shuts people down, right? Because they're it's like shooting their goals way too high and then they get that dating anxiety and fatigue out of it because they're vetting each and every person like, are you my soulmate? Are you my boyfriend? Are you my girlfriend? You know, and so this is like, you know, you can have fun with it. I love that you said that. It, the fun piece is really, really important. Um, And I guess my last question is, is there a certain amount of time that you would recommend people being on the apps? Because that's the other thing that, you know, people like go, 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 and they get exhausted and then they shut
1: down. Yes. Unlike TikTok, where I can spend hours at a time, (laughs) I recommend hopping into a dating app for a few minutes, a couple of times a day. Um, That'll help you not get fatigued. It'll also help you not be forgotten. So if you go in on a Monday or Tuesday and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to go back in on Sunday, you could have been matching with all these people who are messaging you. You're missing all those messages, but they're messaging with other people and already scheduling a date by that point. So you don't want to be forgotten. So I say a few minutes, a couple of times a day. And. This is an insider tip from someone who works at a dating app and knows how the app works, but this actually works for any app that you're on. Add something new to your profile every two to three weeks. That does not mean you have to create a new prof- profile from scratch. That means you simply add one photo, take down a photo, change one prompt, add a prompt. It's That's all you have to do. But what's going to happen is, the app actually gets confused and it mm-hmm. sees all this activity happening on your profile and it starts to think you're a new user. So it's going to start showing you to more and more new people. Um, so that's one tip. And then going back to timing for a second, no matter when you do this every single day, there's one day you don't want to actually ever take a break. And that's Sunday. It's the busiest day for dating apps every single week. And you're more likely to get a match or message on that day. So again, check in a few days every single week, but always make sure Sunday afternoon, um, Sunday evening, you're popping in a few times.
0: Oh my God, y'all. I hope you heard that and take took note like you heard it here in the Christmas quotient that was such a good insider tips. I love it. I I didn't know it was two to three weeks that you changed because I've been telling people to change out those things too, but that fast, huh two three weeks just add something or or change a picture even changing a picture around, right? Like you yeah, just, I, I
1: mean, yeah. I like at least once a month, you know yeah really falls within that range.
0: That's awesome. Michael, I could talk to you forever. You've been so generous with your information and your data. And I honestly, like, I hope this inspired people to just like use OkCupid as, as a way of getting back out there, especially if you're fearful and you're not quite sure what to do. So thank you. Any like last kind of tips that you want to leave us with?
1: Ooh, last tips. Um, or for dating in general, just remember to think about your checklist. I think we all have like this checklist in our mind of who our ideal partner is. And it's really great to know what you're looking for when you're dating and looking for a relationship, but you don't want to get too specific with this. So take that checklist that's in your mind and break it up into two sections. Put your must ha- must-haves together and you're nice to haves. I love Harry Potter, the Real Housewives, Taylor Swift, but I don't need a partner who's as big of a fan as me. Um so think about like what's the non-negotiables for you. Um and that I think will really help you navigate how you're matching with people online.
0: I love it. You're speaking my language. <laughs> awesome. So in sync. I know, I know, I love this. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much. And make sure you check out OKCupid. Okay it, it is a great interface. And I, I've loved helping clients in there, too, because i have seen some of the changes that you guys have been doing. And it's been awesome. So thank you. Thanks. And thanks for joining me today, you listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence and make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're having a hard time dating online or even feel overwhelmed and how to date in this modern dating world, take my dating diagnosis quiz. It's brand new. You can go to my site or just click the link that you see in the show notes and you'll discover your personal dating profile so you can stop doubting yourself and capitalize on your natural strengths and create sexy confidence. So I just want to, you know, Encourage everyone to go to OkCupid and check it out. Michael was awesome. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.